week we, we each week <laughs> we come up me. with a different question. Yes, uh, we do. We take it in turns because we're polite. We are polite. We go back and we're forth. Polite with one another. Uh, till turn. Um, and you've got a list prepared because I have a list prepared. Every time you I find think of me a so question, interesting. Yeah, you find me so interesting. Well, I find got... your mind interesting. Well, that's the same. Is it? I think so. Although obviously, mind and body are like you know separate, separate. and also which whole. could in turn be its own question, which I don't want to ask right now. Which is which are you? Are you mind? Are you are you your mind? Are you more your mind or are you more your body? So that's uh, it. Well, I'll different. quickly just do it now. I'll just quickly do a little, 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 little glimpse for future episodes. I can say I'm more mind. And, yeah, I, have to, and I have to work, and I have to work to uh, connect more with my body. Do you think, again, this is not the question that I want to ask, but just in. No, no, but I'm just so interesting that you've got so many questions it's to ask. It's not me. that you are interesting, no, no, it's, it's that the concept well, is interesting. I, I mean, I like that you are so desperate for me to compliment you that you're <laughs> gripping onto anything that you can hold on to. And that's fine. Look, you've had a lovely week, yeah, where you've I, probably I got compliments from all corners no, of the world. No, very, very few. You you know that Julie <laughs> didn't even reach out to me on Instagram, but she told you to tell me a compliment, which is very nice. And I... Uh, I she didn't actually tell me. I chose... I chose... Of Julie. <laughs> <laughs> we'll shout her out every week as long as she continues to ask you to tell me how much she liked my contributions. But I may not... Tell you, I'm That's a, I'm true. A keep them. So in now the sack. I'll just assume that they're yeah, just piling assume, up. But the thing is, assume because uh, just uh, well, one more, one more shout out to Julie, <laughs> and then that's it. Okay, mm. I'm not going to give them all the time. But well, um, if she deserves the shout out, she gets the shout out. Why be withholding? But she, she, uh, she's been a. I don't like the word follower. I don't like it. But she's been, let's say, uh, following my progress uh, in the art. Specifically, world. you. Okay, she's been uh, following you for on a while. Instagram and stuff. Yeah, okay. yeah. And, That's uh, nice. It's just nice to have a supporter. So nice because, um, actually, we'll talk about this, which is the symbiotic relationship between performer and audience, yeah. right? She has been <clears throat> invaluable in the last three years because it's been quite a challenging time. And she was there yeah. to go like, hey, I really like this video that you made. That's really nice. You, need, you need people like that. At the moment, my videos are only getting like 10 views. Yeah. So then at least one of you is going, I like it. And that, yeah, exactly. And that, the nine of them are you just going like, I'm sure that it's up. I'm sure that it's going. I'm sure that it is. But what was I, uh, the, the mind-body issue, I was thinking that the idea of the mind versus the body, or not even versus, but there is the theory that the body is just the shell that eventually will evolve out of and will all be just ethereal beings of just mind and consciousness. But then there's also the phrase healthy body, healthy mind, health, you know, like that yeah, sort of yeah. thing. And so, do you subscribe to that idea that eventually we'll shed our bodies and just be the singularity, as it were? Right. Or, or is the evolutionary track that we're on going to be like, oh, well, you know, we need to be more conscious of our bodies to make sure that the cases for our minds are as healthy as possible? Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I'd say potentially we're already there. Okay. Right? Uh, the, uh, one of the experiences I had when I was disassociated from my body hmm. was uh, on top of riding a bike where you don't have like you know a backrest and you don't have a seatbelt, right? So I was already kind of in this free space and um, I was so detached from my body. And at one moment, I remember just leaning back against the wall and going, oh, that's nice. I was like, that's really Physicality. nice. Physicality. And it made me appreciate that even if we lived ethereally, to then connect with 
okay, but I, do, I have my own space. I have this, I have me. I have mm -hmm. these biceps and these fingers and these knees and, and touch. some, yeah. The senses. Touch. Touch oh. is so important. Um, and I think we all struggled with the lack of touch during COVID yes, as well. Uh, very yeah, much so. It was, it was quite a challenge. By the way, uh, shout out to your hugs. You give good hugs. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you receive good hugs and you reciprocate, although you do uh, try to cut them short. Yeah, well, sometimes <laughs> I'm like, all right, mate, well, that's just... Well, that's that's I'm not done yet. Only because, though, um, and it's not it's nothing to do with you, is sometimes, because I struggle with like what reality is, mm. sometimes I go, oh, is he like... Uh, a demon that's trying to suck my energy. You did ask me that once. <laughs> and no, I'm not. But there are sometimes, I will be honest, that uh, I knew you had to be somewhere. And I was like, no, I'm not letting you go yet. <laughs> it's like, but I really do have to go. I was like, that's too bad. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to have this 15-second hug, and you're just going to have to oh, embrace it's nice. it. It's, I, I like them. Yeah, it's, I, I enjoy them. All that being said, this is the, the Benefits of Having Nothing podcast. I'm Jeffrey Baldinger. I'm Eric Lampert. Uh, can I just quickly say that we've been no. really nice to each other. We have. First, which is unusual. And I like it so much that I'm now creeped out and I want to be, like, rude again. <laughs> that's fair. That's, that's fair enough. We were, we were kind of nice, and then we were nice, and now we're back to being kind of nice. Sometimes you have to pretend. <laughs> it's you good. know, fake it till you make it, right? Of course. Unless you never make it, then you're just faking. Oh, I've been thinking about that <laughs> so much. I'm... But then when you stop faking, then you actually make it. You know, it's like, you can fake it till you make it, unless you never make it. Then you have to stop faking it and be real, and then you make it. Uh, it's really complex. I'm really like <laughs> this like acting career. You know, mm. there's so much faking it till you make it. Uh, and I received a I received a genuinely lovely message this morning from someone going. From Julie? Uh, no, from someone else. Oh, uh, turns out I've got more than one fan. Oh uh, well, let's just make sure that the shout out goes to the number one. Which well, is number Julie. one is Julie. She yep. knows. I even oh, you know. I even went for coffee with her in Montreal. Oh, that's so nice. It was really nice. That's really, she's that's a really lovely. Lovely person. That's great. You know what? I might. Uh, in fact, I will said that. Uh, she's uh, she's a friend. Well, I think she already knows that. I think we spoke last. Well, time. now she definitely does. Now, now it's in the ether. Oh shit! So I'm down a fan. Not only is it in the, <laughs> that's a good way to look at it. Well, not a good way, but another way. <laughs> I'm down a fan. You're down a fan. I can't but make up, friends hey, with them. Down a fan, but up a friend. Yeah, up, I, yeah, friends are good. One of my favorite, although one of my favorite lyrics. Are you familiar with the uh, with Atmosphere, the band, the uh, uh, hip hop group? Uh, they have a. Uh, a line in one of their songs, which is "my f my fans know me better than my friends do," and it's uh it's an interesting. Uh, I think that's true. Yeah, because that's true. Fan, I I also honestly I stopped using the word fan to uh, for things that I'm not actually like a fanatic about because I feel like that's you know I'm I'm a fan of the Beatles. I'm a fan of comedy. I'm a fan of uh, science fiction things where like I know too much about. A subject, you know what I mean? It's like yeah, I know, yeah. it's like I shouldn't know this much about a thing, uh, but other than that, I'll say like I really like this thing or I, I uh, enjoy yeah, fans, this. The know. definition of fan does have a, right. a wider scope, I suppose. Um, but yeah, it's a good point actually. The fans do because they listen to the podcast, they listen, they read the blogs, they mm -hmm. they do all of that. While friends and they do like, the expanded you know. universe. The friends are just like what. No. Okay. And yet, I wouldn't want to spend more than a few hours with a fan. Because <laughs> they well, know too much about you. Uh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point! <laughs> too much about you. 
No, but then there's also the friends that know everything about. Well, they've you. been through everything with you. As in, yeah, as in, yeah. There we go. It's not necessarily that they know details; it's that they've seen, seen the you growth? maybe in events, and then they know. Well, in that event, that's what shared experience. Yeah, so shared you experience. don't necessarily know. Like, let's say that we've uh, been on this journey for. Let's say we've known each other for twenty years. Blah 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 blah. And we're really great friends, and we just have been through everything together. Mm. I don't necessarily know how you actually feel about certain things or what your specific experience was, but we went through it together. And you don't necessarily know what my inner dark thoughts Can are about it. Can you ever as well? That's, that's, right, that's the other you thing. You really can't know. really know. But we know the, we've shared that experience, so we're connected in a deeper way than if I just read your biography and it's like, okay, this is the thing. Yeah. We know something deeper about each other just knowing the experiences that we've shared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, good one. <laughs> well done. Well, I, <laughs> I don't know if that's condescending right, or, or sincere. I don't know, necessarily. It's the... <laughs> You're going no, through the good. kind of You're good with words, but like get on with it. Where's your question? Oh, you're you're impatient. Oh, I get it. You already know I'm impatient. Oh, We've that's been, right. Uh, you're Jeff, impatient. Jeff and I play chess. You're and being very impatient right now. I'm and trying to I'm learn just to trying to let you know that I'll get to it when I get to it. Oh the power that you have. <laughs> Maybe I'll ask a question. You can if you in want fact, to. In fact, I think I already have, and I've hijacked this podcast. Yeah, and <laughs> this we've is answered. My and I've asked a few questions already that we have since answered and discussed <laughs> at, at a very nice, reasonable pace that have been pleasant. And now you're, I can see the fire in your chest going. I think it's because oh. I'm holding a lighter. Possibly. Yeah, my a, lighter's bigger though. Uh, yeah, so I'm holding a, you know the standard sort of lighter. You've got the kitchen. I got the beak. The beak. Anyway, so I have a few questions <laughs> that I might want to ask. You, I'm going to, I'm going to let you choose which question I ask. I'm going Ooh. to give you a series of numbers, and you're going to tell me which number you want. Oh, I don't like that. That's too bad. That's what's going to happen. Oh, chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Organized chaos, because they are numbered. I suppose we'll get to them one day. We will. All right. We'll now, do you, do you want my honest... Here's something that I've uh, uh, been pondering, which is... Uh, Podcasts have a way of revealing a lot about a person. It's like, okay, well, every answer I give, oh, that's an Eric answer. But right. then I sometimes go, is it Eric answering, or is it just stream of consciousness? And I don't... Like, but who's... I mean, it's your stream, so it's your, it's your consciousness. Okay, so for example, the, these fans... Right? Oh, we're back to the fans thing. <laughs> no, but like, for example... <laughs> now who's being uh, reductive? <laughs> I'm just saying that actually maybe they know too much. Right, we already established that they do that. Yeah, but more than me. I don't they, like. I don't like that people know more about me than I do. Well, I, okay. I can't think about everything that I am. You don't because you can't put that. Um, you don't have. You can't care about everything. You know, like the the idea that um, you don't have the uh, bandwidth to focus on everything that is you. That's such a weird insult. <laughs> I, I felt like that was an insult, and the thing is, I'm too dumb to work out what it means. I just know it. No, it's just the the capacity. The, <laughs> the way I tap my brain. Yeah, hey, you tapped, capacity. You tapped your head. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, a head. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It, what it is is a fan uh, focuses their capacity on knowing about you, so they're not focusing on themselves. They've yeah. decided to instead of focusing on themselves, focus on you. 
or whomever that they're obsessed with. Like for me, you know, I, I have the bandwidth that I've uh, selected to focus on the Beatles or the Simpsons or comedy or comic books or whatever it is. That's bandwidth that I'm not using on self-reflection <laughs> and understanding my inner demon. You know, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's this thing where it's like during the pandemic, for example, there was a lot of it was the first moment in our lifetimes that everybody collectively had to sit with themselves for a long period of time. Mm. Some people took that time to really dig deep and was like, okay, well now I have the time to really look inward and really see what makes me tick, why I am the way I am, what are my demons, what are my triggers, what are my traumas, things of that nature, you know, all that stuff. Other people took a glimpse inward and were like, nope, <laughs> nope, not going to focus on this. And I'm going to focus on everything else. You know, this is where you get the Karens, the, all, the, all, this, all the craziness. But so the fans... I'm intrigued by your inner demons. Yeah, so am I. They're fascinating to me. Do you, do you know, are you, are you friends with them? Frenemies. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like a kindly rivalry. Where it's like, ah, you got me this time. <laughs> so here it is. Do you want two? Okay, yeah. Wait, wait, you're starting with two? Yeah. Why can't you just go on the one, two, three like normal people? Why are you going to, like, Cause they're, I, two? I'm not going to do number one. Yeah, okay, but you don't have to say that. Like, you could have just gone, okay, well, two's number one. That's well, the first but one it's I'm not. It's oh, number two. All right, we're doing. We're doing. <laughs> I don't like this system. <laughs> That's too bad. It's my. It, well, you don't have to like it. It's not your system. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it yeah, works for way, me. Yeah, but in a way, you. It like... works for me, and so that's all you have to worry about. Yeah, but that's what like. That's, but you, that's in what fact, you don't have. Would say. You don't have to worry about it. That's, well, yeah, but I'm, you ha I'll, I'm giving you choices. You just have to select the choices. You started with two. Yeah, exactly. That's the one that I'm starting with. Okay, go on. What's next? Seven? <laughs> one? <laughs> no, two, seven was the next one. I want one! I, now that I know that one exists, that's the thing. <laughs> now that I know one exists, I'm intrigued to know why you don't want me to answer that one. Ah... <sighs> That's the one I want. You want number one? Don't lie don't to me. Don't be peeking. <laughs> I like that we both went a don't. I'm saying don't, like... I know what you mean. You, you can choose anything. Cho I can choose anything, but I'm not going to. Because okay. I'm a man of my word. Okay, look. You don't, if you don't want one... If one doesn't feel right, we don't have to do that one. I, I hear that bottle. Spin. That That's ASMR. ASMR. Yeah. <laughs> so we have two, seven. You know what I want to ask you, actually? Mm. Number six. Oh, so you want to ask number six. Now. I want to ask you number six. So you're removing but... the, your process, <clears throat> no, no, no. which no, no, you no. said you no, no, loved. No, no, no. no. I do love it. This is the first time I'm implementing it, but I do love it, but I just reread number six and I really like it. But I'm still giving you the option to not pick it. No, I think I'm happy you, to. You, I'm happy to save it for another time. No, if you're feeling uh, six, but let's go for two, six. seven, or six, six are the options. It's six, mate. Really? If that's okay. the one you want. Well, it's the one that I feel like could garner some thought. I think. And let's be. Come on, everything garners thought. That is fair. That's a fair point. Yeah, go on. Six. Are you getting impatient? Yeah. 
Nice. Uh, you know me. You know me. Uh, so <laughs> me and Jeff have been, have been playing chess, and uh, the three score, days. The score, the score is now three one. I think you've beaten me three. Yes. Or, yeah. Um, so Jeffrey is. I was gonna say very good at chess. I'd say I, pretty good at chess. I'm. I'm. Pretty decent, like decently good at chess. As long as here's the thing, and this is the big caveat: as long as I have time to, and like I do so we a have lot to play of three anal- day games. I do a lot of analysis where I like I try. I essentially like I'll pull up a board and I'll like make moves and I'll try to predict where Eric might go after that, and based on that, I'll move a thing. Now, but then, but not- this is but this is what I actually like, right? Is because um, I don't think anyone likes losing. No, but. I've actually enjoyed <clears throat> the me. games that we've played because I'm so not used to having to wait around for <laughs> someone to make a move, right? It's, and so, like, it's interesting that it reveals something about me. Because, mm-hmm. like, normally when I play chess online with other people around the world, it's just these 10-minute games, right? right? And there's, quite, there's a lot of beauty in that Absolutely. flow. I really like it. Uh, but all of a sudden, these three-day games have become simpler. <laughs> but, like, I, I, oh, chess move! Like, I, I, make, I made it. so many mistakes. Mm-hmm. So I need to learn about patience. Patience is, in and of itself, a virtue. Okay. Number six. Okay. Are you more afraid to admit your deepest fears, or your deepest hopes? Uh. I don't know what my deepest fears are anymore. Okay. So that's a difficult one to answer. Yeah. Um, I don't know what my deepest fears are. Uh, in terms of hope, I, and also, I don't know what my deepest hopes are. Okay. Because this is the first... I don't want to bring it back to but that. But we will. Kind of. Um, uh, it's a fun... But also it's, you know what? You can play a drinking game with this podcast as well. Yeah. If, and by drinking game, I mean anything that you enjoy drinking. It could be water, it could be soda, it can be alcohol, no. it can be whatever you want. It has we to are, be blood. No, okay, or blood if you're uh, <laughs> some sort of uh, vampiric. I know they just introduced vampires into the MCU again. So it's, it's one of these ideas that you can enjoy with. Whatever drinking game you want to play, every time Eric brings up... That I had amnesia once. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Um, uh, but also talking about the thing that we briefly discussed, which is the body mind. Yeah. Uh, you know, can we live in consciousness and stuff? Uh, since uh, feeling almost uh, as if I am not only with consciousness, as in I have a consciousness in my mind, in my body, in my skull. That's where like Eric sort of lives. But I also live in consciousness. Mm-hmm. My body is in a living ecosystem, you know, like one ant among many. Um, and I have seen these synchronous moments that can be discussed mathematically, right? It doesn't have to involve a god. Um, okay, can, right. Uh, I can understand how, like, you know, you look at a leaf and there is mathematical patterns there. Yes. Uh, I could have been witness to a sudden um, mathematical uh, coal- symmetry, coal- yeah, co- symmetry, uh, coalescence, yeah, and and but that is so unbelievable to witness that that is also what I would attribute to like 
a godlike experience, uh, a sudden like. Ooh, I, I feel I feel I feel like I'm in a script. Right. I feel like uh, I've seeing been, the I've cameras. Been, as I've been it were. so suddenly guided. Yeah. That um that it feels just super supernatural. Not necessarily supernatural as in heroes, but like right. just natural. Or but, supernatural like the television show. Um, I haven't actually watched it. Neither have I, but it ran for like twelve seasons. Oh wow! So they've yeah. done well. <laughs> they've done well for they themselves. They know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm talking about a, a nature <clears> that <throat> I me. couldn't before believe and now all of a sudden the idea of consciousness existing after death i can understand it scientifically uh, you know that that's where like you know when when i discuss sometimes god i i came from an atheist perspective right and i understood at some point i understood so much science that i was like well the odds that maybe we are in a simulation is better than if we're not for example yeah uh the the idea that like consciousness can permeate in one bigger consciousness and therefore when my body dies i might live in other people's memories and in these memories they are fragments of one being that exist in this sort of ethereal plane a, a dreamscape and you can collect these fragments. As long as people fragments. remember you, you never really pass on sort of thing. Potentially. I mean, the thing is, that's where like I feel too dumb to really comprehend. Right. <clears throat> but, uh, so because of believing and feeling uh, something on the other side, if you like, there's something more, uh, it's really hard to know what fear what our, fear fears is. are out there. What fear, because, like, okay, yeah. if if I only have one life, well, what's my fear? Oh well, you know, the, this and that and the, you know, there's a different versions of, of answers that I once had. Well, it also when goes... now I'm like, well, if we live eternally, it's game on. I mean, but it also goes to uh, the you know we're you're 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 expanding, right? You're looking at it a macroverse. In, in this sort of like, well, if there's everything, then it's like game on and it's all, all that stuff. But speaking in this life that we're going through right now, the, the, the path that we're on right now, um, whatever happens afterwards or before or, you know, vibrating at a different frequency, things that, mm. or whatever it is, the multiverse, whatever you want to think of, uh, any type of other that's out there, mm. uh, we are currently, if we look at it, in an insular way, in this life uh, path that we're on, we have our goals, we have our dreams, we have our fears mm. of whatever it is, life, uh, the pers pursuit of happiness, uh, pursuit of uh, the, the journey. Mm. And so I find that, and I don't know why, um, I think it's because it seems uh, that people enjoy hearing about people's struggles so that they know that they're not alone. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that has uh, seeped into a form, of, um, for a, a form of schadenfreude, which is, uh, you know, taking pleasure in people's uh, yeah, yeah. failures of, and whatnot, where it's easier to admit your fears than to admit your hopes. Uh, because admitting your hopes potentially... Uh, could make you seem like you think things are going to work out. You uh, have an idea that 
you oh you think you're gonna be able to do that and it's it's a thing that you want to keep to yourself just in case I don't want to jinx it you know it's like but you can admit you're just like I'm I'm a fear I'm afraid of you know not getting the raise I'm afraid of not getting the promotion people's like oh yeah I relate to that things never go our ways it blah 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 right. you know things of that nature so I find that more people are way more willing to admit what they're afraid of than what they are hopeful for. I think that's true. <clears throat> when, I, when I first moved to America and then occasionally I'd go back to Europe, I would sometimes call it an American attitude mm. where I would suddenly be prouder to say my achievements. Mm. I'd be prouder to be like, no, I, I look forward to the future because of you know, yeah. whatever. Um, <clears throat> personally, I, I, I'm an open book. Yeah, I'm, I'll gladly share all my fears, all my hopes. Yeah, people already know. I mean, I can even say it now. Like, I, for example, would love it if I won an Oscar down the line. Yeah. Right? Now, I already have come to terms with accepting that. That's kind of. I'm pretty sure that's out of my control. Like, I'll do my best. Right. I'll mm. just do my best. In this, in this thing that I love, this passion for cinema, yes. but ultimately it's out of my control. So I've already accepted that I probably don't have it, right? Like, who knows? Who, who knows what's out there? But that's the thing, is who knows? It, it could but, happen, it could not happen. Right, but the, this hope, one thing that I've discovered, which is I think is important for everyone to have something like that, is it keeps me on track amidst the chaos. Yes. So... Every day I wake up, and if I don't know what I want to do, well, what could help towards an Oscar? Well, right. write a script, learn a monologue, practice some accents. You know, there's, there's, there's always something that I could do. you have any in your uh, arsenal do. you want to share with us right now? <laughs> so you can just say no. That's fine if you didn't have that. That's fine. No, you, don't have to say, you don't have to say anything. Uh, but that's... I'm a but, fisherman. But... No. <laughs> No. Uh, <laughs> Do you want to meet him? I would love to meet. <clears throat> anyway, I love what you said Very about uh, what if you don't have necessarily a thought of if you're feeling overwhelmed of anything, uh, it's really good to focus on your hope and what can help with your hope or your passion or your uh, or your dream and that. Can give you some guidance amongst the uh, amidst the chaos. But that, but that, for example, that my personal hope, right? That's a one life scenario. Well, so that's the life that we're living currently, right? Potentially. Who knows what's going on, right? So, so sometimes I am perplexed because I go, if I live eternally, what am I doing here? Like, what's the point of this? Well, that is another reason why hope is important. That is another question of if uh, if the afterlife is so much better, why? And you know, we can also play a drinking game to how many times we get back to this, which is why stick around, which is essentially uh, finding your purpose, finding your passion, finding uh, what can share me, share with me your hope. Well, so a big hope of mine is to truth truthfully make. Uh, I've written a script. I like how I like how you're uh, being a little bit, little bit nervous there, a little bit well, stumbling. Well, it's it's it's, uh, it's something that me. I rarely verbalize. You know, it's it, oh. and that's one of those things where it's like it's interesting. It's I'm very comfortable uh, talking about the fears and stuff like that, but the hopes is like I've always learned to kind of like hey, you know, you know, 
keep your head down, you know, just Why? do your work. It's just one of those things where uh, I don't know where it came from necessarily, but it's just the thing where it's like if I, you know, just keep my head down and do the work and I, I don't want to, I want the work to be my work and not have people constantly asking me, it's like, hey, so uh, this thing that oh, you yeah, said right. you were going to do, it's like, ah, I haven't done that. And then it's this thing where it's like, okay. But, but how, but those people that let's say ask those questions. They can. Could you not, but what I'm saying is could you not see them as... People that keep you accountable. Exactly. That's the other thing is, and that's the better way to look at it is yeah. keep keeping you accountable. Now, I'm there. I'm getting better at doing that of allowing people to keep me accountable. Uh, but so uh, one of my hopes is to create this uh, film uh, of a script that I I wrote that I I have sirens. Um, Do you think they can hear it? Absolutely. Um, text in if uh, can if you, you hear the sirens and sirens. do you know what type of sirens they are? Are they Fire, police, ambulance. Oh, interesting. I don't actually know. Give us your thoughts. I don't know what. It, I think that's fire. You think it's fire? Yeah. Okay. I, think a I believe it's an ambulance. Okay. Yeah. Well, what if like it's a burning building? There's going to be some. There's going to be both. Both potentially. Needed. Maybe we're both right. Maybe we're both wrong. Different origins. Give us though. your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> the benefits of having nothing podcast. The um, amount of times I see an emergency thing and I just want to follow them just to see if like. <laughs> If I can get involved. Yeah, I'm glad that you don't. <laughs> there's, there's so many different ways you can get involved. Right? Absolutely. Like, like getting help. out of their way. Yeah. <laughs> Making sure that they're able to do their job. Yeah, yeah. Or like, or for example, you know like how uh, uh, the criminal always returns to the scene of the crime? Like If it's a criminal thing, yeah. Right. So I would like act sort of suspicious. Right, so then they're like, so you'd get in the way. You'd, you'd you'd be actively not helpful. You see, you see, you, that's one way of looking at it. I see. I think it as, it's the way to look at it. Well, no, or powerful theater. So I would give but them theater. still getting in the way of the investigation. But is it getting creating in, red herrings where none need be? Sometimes these people that work very hard, giving their lives for others, need to be entertained. Right, and I think that. And maybe and they can do can that come from without, any direction. without getting in the way of a serious investigation. No, do, you know, turn, up, turn off the fire, make sure that everyone... Turn off the fire. <laughs> make sure that everyone... <laughs> make sure that everyone, everyone's safe, but also, like, in the periphery, who's that guy? You know, puzzles. Create scenarios so that maybe they might miss something that causes uh, a lot of damage. And then, and then I'd be and, like, uh, who's that guy? <laughs> ask him questions. Hey, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get put away for obstructing justice. Yeah, but then what a gr- or what manslaughter. Great story, what a great story for everyone. No evidence. Mm. Prove to me that I burned that building. No, no, no. Obstruction of justice. Oh. I don't think and incident, be... so manslaughter, so unintentional manslaughter, I think, would be the, the crime that you would no. be convicted no, for. No, theater, right? <laughs> because Intentional theater that distracts <laughs> from people doing their jobs to save lives. Okay, the, the, the definition of distraction, I think, is where we're struggling uh, between you and I, Potentially. Uh, I wouldn't, like, you know, go there and just sort of have a, a lighter. Just... Nice yeah. sound effect. Thank you. Um, I did that with my mouth. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you could have kept the ruse going. You could have, but these, no, these I'm not going to. Listeners, don't have, they don't, they can't use these their eyes. Listener, uh, um, will 
always be able to imagine. I wouldn't distract them from the operation. I suppose I would do like a side piece. You'd be their side piece. No, like a piece of like a prom, like part of like a promenade. So you'd, just, you'd like street perform, and you just be there. Yeah. And nobody would. So really, you just you just want to street perform. Yeah, but I'm hoping that some people like pay attention. But like a rat on the edge of this crime, so it it, it makes them go, huh, like that. It makes it ooh, it makes them curious to want to get get me involved. I don't think that no. The amount of times I bet okay, you, you I could what? solve they... a murder, mm-hmm. right? Because I often think like one. I wouldn't act like one, but but because I want to do uh, some acting and and be a murderer one day, I have to think like one. Put me in a scene of a crime. I bet you I could solve it. Well, there we have it. If there are any police detectives listening, contact Eric Lampere and, and give, I'm him, serious. Give, him, give him a ride along. And I'm serious. This is not a joke. Mm-hmm. I'm very serious. I know. <laughs> because, you know, the whole consciousness thing, I think that sometimes I feel like I've hacked it. Mm. And I'm like, I'm, I'm in. I'm but in. maybe that's the hack. Maybe that is put inside of you to make you awesome, uh, to make you feel like ah, I've hacked it. So yeah, I, don't have I have to worry cons- about that I have anymore. considered that maybe mm. I was poisoned yeah. by the bigger consciousness. The consciousness to but let actually you know, no. like, hey, this guy. He, we like to make him think that he can solve things, but he can't. Yeah, he's, he's a village idiot. Little, he's a little, look at his little at top the end of spinning the, around. At the end of the story, the village idiot always goes, "Aha! Look what I've just worked out." And it's usually just a, a circle in a square puzzle. <laughs> well, who knows what I'll bring to the table? But, um, Probably many people, but you know, it's uh, it's it's a nice hope. It's a nice hope that you're not you afraid to share. Hope. See, I'm not afraid. You're not afraid to share that hope. Afraid hope. I've blended the two. You're not afraid to hope. Share your hope. Delusion. But hope... It's hard, isn't it? It's hard it's, to know the, the, the line the between line hope is, and delusion. It's not that hard, but it's, it can be, depending I on think, what your hope is. I think hope and delusion is very challenging. Close. Very because close. Like, That's why people are afraid to share their hopes. It's my fourth time in Los Angeles. Yeah. Right? My fourth time going, I'm never coming back! And then I come back and I go, all right, I'll just give it one more go. Yeah. Like some addict at like the craps table. And a part of me feels like I am actually in the right place, right? But is that accurate, or have I deluded myself to feel like I'm in the right place? You know, and so I'm. That's that's this the line. pursuit of a cinematic career is the entertainment requires almost requires, requires delusion, a little delusion, and self awareness, and it's really hard to balance the two. <laughs> so hard. It's really hard to balance the two because you need both. You need delusion to think that you're worth everybody paying attention to, but you also need self awareness so people can relate. And um, it's this thing where, so again, you know, to share m- my hope is to create this, uh, this film that I, I've been working on for a while, this script that I, I just have put everything that is essentially in my brain into this script that I, I really want to do. Mm. Uh, I also want to be in movies. I want to act in movies. I want to be a regular at every comedy club in the country, in the world. I want to be a greedy. performer. You're quite greedy, actually. It, it might be. It's I want I those are my hopes. Those I are my want, hopes. I want this. I want that. That's why that's another reason why it's scary to admit those things because you seem like a little greedy little pig. No, but I, I respect it. You know, I'm all about I'm all about but I also here's it depends I suppose who you land on when you speak about this. Right. But I feel like I am from the school of thought 
that leaders make leaders, mm. right? So if someone is inspired to do something, yes. Yeah. Yes. Get it. Like I do it. I I I, I love that. I'm I'm more of a fan of that. Yeah. Um, and the people that put you down, well, they want you to part of the challenge. Stay in the mud with them because they get lonely, and loneliness is no fun. Yeah, but I think loneliness can still be part of the pursuit towards a, a main goal. Being okay with being lonely is a huge breakthrough in people because you need because mm. it it can stop you from being codependent, which can be crippling. Mm. Yeah, yeah, if, you, I, if you're not comfortable with yourself, then any relationship that you're in that makes you feel whole will eventually will inevitably have a crack in it because you can't be alone. You need to be okay with being with yourself in order to be. By with the way, other he, he's people. he's saying that while looking in a mirror. <laughs> I try. <laughs> I have to see how my face. I have to make sure that my face is saying what my soul is feeling. Wow. <laughs> Look, Jeffrey, you just have to be okay with being alone, man. <laughs> okay. Okay, so uh, let's get back to that question. What was it? So are you more afraid? Well, we've, we've essentially gone over it. We've essentially gone over the fact that uh, you're an open book, essentially. Yeah. Uh, but I'll, I'll are tell you, you more why. afraid of uh, admitting your hopes or your fears? Okay, so maybe, maybe now I'm afraid of admitting my fears because, and here's one of the fears, which is... I still sometimes feel like when I talk to people, and when I say people, everyone, including you, mm. sometimes, I sometimes feel like I'm talking to a Turing test. And that's really... Expand on that. Uh, For the people that don't know what a uh, Turing test is, uh, uh, that was a... Uh, Turing was a scientist in World War II uh, to decipher the codes of the Nazis and stuff like that, to decipher... Yeah. Uh, uh, and, he, and he essentially worked out this code uh, and a Turing test, um, which actually I don't think is, has anything to do with that code. Mm. But he just went on to um, um, you know, theorize when you speak to someone, how do you know that they are like real versus real robot? The Ex Machina, the movie from yeah, 2014 uh, test uh, was a big, uh, had that as a big plot point. Yeah. And so, just because, again, going back to uh, feeling sometimes as though I'm witness to uh, symmetrical dances with people, on occasions it just feels so, um, not written, but yeah, the Truman Show-esque performance of some people that I encounter, I, j I just tell myself, oh, no, that, that was just odd, you know, I'll think of mm. something and then they'll have the, and then they'll start talking about it, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, um, can feel quite creepy to feel as though I'm all of a sudden speaking with someone that has had a, ha a look inside my mind, you know. Right. And so then well, I, spe I speak with like them, and the, then I go, um, and then I go like, okay, am I in a dream, and you're just a part of me, uh, or you know, do we just have access to the same consciousness, and therefore, you know, the, the, it's just difficult. It's like the algorithm. It's it's like the device is listening to our conversations. We we talk about. Nusa yogurt, and I'll have an ad for Nusa on my phone within the next minute, and it's like, well, I didn't type anything like that into my phone. I was just speaking it, and all of a yeah, sudden, I yeah. get the uh, 
Well, it's, uh, it's, I mean, it's exactly that. Yeah. But with a phone, for some reason, I'm able to just look at that little rectangle. Well, you know and it's go, technology. Yeah, but we are technology, right? We're but, biological technology. But that then makes it so creepy. Right. And so on occasions, when I've experienced these symmetrical um, dances, I like to call them dances because I like to see them in a more positive light uh, I, I, I see I see it as like I'm part of a harmony yeah I'm not just one on this plateau right uh, what then becomes difficult is uh, if I was to share my fears then uh, people have that to use against me that is that's the fear of sharing your fears um, but it's also a fear of sharing your hopes because people can use those against you as well yeah but I'm mean, ultimately I share them Right. right. Ultimately, I just share them. Uh, the way I saw it, the way I see it, it's the same thing with lying. Right. Sometimes I don't know if someone lies. Like, how can I actually know? The way I see it is that's kind of on them. It absolutely it's is. Not like, the and truth if, is if, the... if I discovered that they lie, um, yeah, you know, it'll probably I'll probably have a reaction. But I already my baseline is that's actually not on me to deal with. Now, for example, oh well. Maybe you've lost my friendship, or maybe uh, we can't work together. You've lost trust. You've lost uh, yeah. the uh, respect, and as we're, that's essentially what it is for me, at least. Is you know, I'll continue living my life, but it's just you've revealed to me who you are, and now I know how to interact with you in a way that doesn't uh, negatively affect me as much as it could if I continued to trust you. <laughs> yeah, like you know, so I, uh, I I messaged Jeffrey about. Uh, his chess accuracy. <laughs> Basically, something that uh, on chess.com you can use is uh, an engine, a computer engine to sort of help you, guide you uh, with particular moves. And, and Eric does have the premium version. I do not. I have the free version. So okay. a lot of what you are able to access, ah, I am not able to okay. access. And so uh, to use these engines is essentially illegal quote-unquote illegal it's um it's it would be cheating if you to do it during a game it's essentially to do it yeah. like after the game to analyze now that's why I'm, I'm i'm confused why they've made it an option but anyway well the option that i have is to essentially play out a game yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't get the analysis of like this is the best move that you could make i don't, I don't get any of those right things. so um but even if let's say you did right at one moment you said Something along the lines of, oh, well, if, if you need to tell yourself that yeah. I'm cheating, you know, whatever. <laughs> and immediately I knew that that's just not how I want to right. move forward. Because if I then start thinking, like, you are cheating. There's a, right? there's a lack of trust. Yeah. There's a, and, the, and then what's the point of playing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, I, I, sim I simply can't. Yeah. Even, like, even though it, there was a moment where I was like, well, is it possible? Well, sure, it's possible. But like it's like it's not. But the thing is, and, and also, worst case scenario. Okay, let's say it's possible. Well, I'm playing someone that's really good. Right. right. So I was like, <laughs> game on, game on. Um, but I also know why. I just know you, so right. I feel like and you wouldn't do that. And the other thing is, and to be, and if we're getting super technical, what I'm doing, if we were playing real chess, I wouldn't be able to do that I like I'd have to keep my hand on the pawn or the knight or like I, I couldn't yeah, remove yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. and I could I couldn't play out a game you know I couldn't like if I go here and move your pieces at the same like I couldn't do that yeah I think uh, the the playing out a game before yeah. you make a move is is just really good to like learn right yeah it's and it's essentially because that is this is the first time 
so um, I started playing chess this last year. So like I'm still very much learning how to analyze and know how people think. You're doing it correctly. I mean, and you, I so think you're like, doing it correctly. That's why right. I, you know, the quick games I am not good at. I need to get better at the quick games. And I... But you're doing it correctly by actually starting slow because yeah. eventually, like, that's why I like playing you because I would never have thought of playing a three-day game. Yeah. A nightmare. It's an, for me, it's a nightmare. <laughs> it's the only way I can handle just like, okay, if I move here... Because, again, and you saw this when we played the short game, is I get tunnel vision. I see my path, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a whole other aspect of yeah, the that's, game. Yeah, that's part of the fun, right? Right. But uh, if... If you were losing to these three-day games, I, w I, w I would find this nightmare a reality, right? <laughs> but because you're actually winning, yeah. I'm then going, no, there's so much like value there. But it's because I'll make a move, and then I'll see your little avatar picture on the chess.com, right? <laughs> and I'll see your name, and I'll, and I'll just be like, now! Like... <laughs> Jeffrey, I've got and nothing to do, and, mate. And Just... my favorite thing is that he's looking at an avatar picture of me in a chicken suit smoking a cigarette. <laughs> it's just like, I'll move when I'm good and goddamn yeah, ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which annoys me even further. Um, but going back to the point of, I chose to go, well, no, I, I can't think that you're cheating. Right. Because that would just... That would ruin our games, ruin our yeah, friendship, it because, it would, friendship because it, it would just permeate. It would just sort of permeate yeah. in other things. Um, because there's, there's, there would be a lack of trust, and I'd feel the same way if I found out that you were using a computer or a, a thing to just like, oh, I'm going here, here. It's like I'd lose a respect for it because another thing that you do on this chess, like I've been playing uh, some other people as well, but the moves that you make are vast. Like I'm like, okay, these are. Vastly different moves well, that actually, are made. Have you heard of the Shannon number? Mm -mm, no. So the Shannon number is uh, how many possible games there are on a chessboard after ten moves. So after five moves by white and five moves by black, the possible amount of games on the board is 69 trillion. Right? Damn. It's, supposedly it's more moves than there are stars in the universe. Right? <laughs> so... When you comprehend that, it's one of the reasons why, you know... Yeah. And, and the chess cheating is only, it's only brought up to me because it's currently uh, a scandal in the, in the chess community. Oh, really? Uh, so, uh, Carlson, Magnus Carlsen is the, the world champion. Okay. And he played a guy called uh, Hans Newman. No, and Hans Newman uh, beat him in one of the games. And supposedly Carlsen was like, he cheated. And it's it, it's a shame because it looks both like oh you're being a sore loser sore loser, but the thing is Newman has a history of cheating, oh. and what's interesting is how challenging it must be for Newman, uh, new man as well. Yeah, the name if, he new man. if he didn't cheat, and he has a history of cheating, then it's that's that will follow him forever, and that's the that's the downside of cheating. That's what that's one of the things where it's like well that you're that's gonna follow you around but how how can how can someone grow because i've in my 20s literally cheated mm. um and then when i lied it was out of fear mostly. it wasn't trickery it would always be like a fear-based lie that's typically uh 
I, mean, I don't know typical, but um, lying based off of fear is kind of the fight or flight response. Like when somebody yells, yeah, like, like a parent the, the yells social, at you, like or social survival. Like, oh, no, no, yeah, social yeah, survival exactly. is so key to our survival that actually lying and gossiping. But because I, I don't like to partake in gossip. It's either. like the old uh, uh, Norm Macdonald joke. It's like sometimes I lie. I don't know why, and they're like they're meaningless lies. You know, it's like, hey, did you see this movie? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the open book thing. Yeah. The reason I don't lie now is so I don't have to remember anything. Right. I mean that's that's the thing. It really is. If you is tell helped. the truth, you never have to remember have to what remember. you've said because it's always going to be the truth. But you never know how someone else is going to remember it as well. Memory is frustratingly uh, intangible and malleable. That's uh, I, I want to do a show uh, called That's Not How I Remember It, where people uh, kind of talk about the stories of their past and then just kind of yeah, like, yeah. this is how I remember it, and then somebody's like, oh, that's not how I remember it. And, they go, and you kind of have to decipher what is... And it's usually somewhere in between the two, because you know, the truth is always in the middle of two perspectives. Because sure. everything that I look at in my memory comes from my bias. Everything you come at from your memory comes from your bias. And it's not objective. It's subjective from our lives lived. And I think even if, let's say, there was two people witnessing something, even those two people would miss out on so Absolutely. much. So yeah, who knows? Who knows what's going on out there? No idea. Bloody mess. Bloody no idea, mate. It's one of the reasons why I want to live in the woods. Oh, live in the woods once again. Go into the woods, and I understand uh, your want the because the, the podcast you, is no, called the benefits of having nothing. You're literally right? talking about living in the woods. I understand the uh, figurative uh, want to live in the woods, especially based off of how much noise has been throughout this podcast, which I'm sure was annoying to many people, not least of which. Myself, which was my upstairs neighbors running on a treadmill throughout the whole thing. That's what the, it was. Uh, okay. The fucking uh, sirens outside, the refrigerate, the fridge humming, and and whatnot. And I'll listen to this again, see if it's completely distracting. But it's been a distraction. And if figuratively living in the woods would remove all of that noise, I I'm all for it. But literally living in the woods, there's going to be a lot of noise out there as well, and bugs that I'm not fans of. Uh, true, but for some reason I, I find uh, natural noises um, just more soothing. They are. I agree uh, with you. They're natu- They're more naturally like soothing, I, and I, it can le- to focus, lend to meditative uh, experiences. Yeah, I'm able to focus to like these crickets or locusts or whatever insects are like in my uh, local area. Mm. Like I'm able to focus on them at night, and I go, "Oh, this is really nice." And frustratingly, I never thought about my neighbor's dog. And since you brought it up last podcast, I went out to the, my balcony twice and I looked at it and I went, I'm going to murder you. I'm going to murder... I'm very difficult to know where, where blame is if it's the one owner. is murdered. It's the owner. So it is the owner's fault. The owner's fault. If I murder the dog. Well, no, 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 no. That's your fault. But because you're, you're misplacing your anger because it's not the dog. Anybody who punishes a dog for their misbehavior is punishing the wrong person. If, yeah, but it, it's the a lot owners easier to murder a dog are, than it is a human. Well, you'll get a lot more hate for it, though. That's true. But I'll, I won't tell anyone. I'll tell everybody. Because <laughs> I don't want to lie uh, about By the way, uh, listeners, 
Um, sometimes I imagine things and don't actually do it. I won't be murdering a dog. But I was intrigued because I twice I went out on the balcony. The first time was just a vent. Mm. Right? And the second time I looked at it, I was laughing sort of with it. I was like, I'm going to eat you. I'm going <laughs> to eat because I'm going to eat you if you don't shut up, right? Well, there's the Seinfeld um, episode of Elaine trying to get rid of the barking dog as oh, well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I... It was quite funny, but the first time I went out there, it was uh, irksome. Yeah, and you love that word. Uh, yeah, that's why I brought it back. I didn't say <laughs> I didn't say it at all today, and I was wondering. You know, when people uh, say that, oh, you shouldn't punch someone. You know, they're just words. Uh, using them, for example, Chris Rock and yeah. um, Will Smith. That's very topical. Um, very but topical. I believe that words can have such an impactful and penetrative effect on someone that they transform the body which heard those words in such a way that the following actions may not actually be under that control of that person. Because, uh, for example, I once punched someone after they said something about my mum. This was like, you know, I was like 14 or something. Mm. It was so instinctive. Was it a so your mama joke, or was it something? No, it was something legitimate. Something legitimate. Okay. Something uh, incredibly rude. It was. Yeah. It was. It was also some, from someone that did not deserve to be able to make a joke like that. Well, anyway. So my my thought on that is, um, if you're are you uh, finished, Jeffrey, you, that's never stopped you. That's true. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. I wanted to be a first. But my thoughts on that are the, the sense that, like, there's the old... I think it's Tyson who said it, but everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. You know, and there are a lot of people who act in ways It's like, it's clear that you've never been in a physical art, alter, altercation mm-hmm. and you're acting as such, mm-hmm. uh, where there's no consequences for your words and things of that nature. But I feel... So I agree that there is a visceral response to a lot of things that are, you know, the old, you know, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's blatantly false. Words can hurt. Oh. Words can cause immense damage. However, I, I, I will believe... Go, I will go further, just quickly. More damage. More damage, exactly. I would say a broken, more damage. There's a, a great line in Star Trek Deep Space Nine where the character of Garrick, who is a, a Cardassian got beat up and... Is it Cardassian? Cardassian. Cardassian. I missed that episode. (laughs) Uh, But uh, he gets beat up by a bunch of Klingons and he refuses to press charges. And the doctor's like, why are you, you, your ribs have been broken, your nose is broken, what, why not? And he's like, ah, yes, but my bones will heal. The barbs I got off at them, many insulting their mothers, will last for a lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and and it's it's true. But my thing is, the hitting, the slapping, the all that stuff is, you couldn't find the words to respond. Sometimes I feel like I, there, there aren't words. But there are. I I believe that there are always are. There's always going to be a way to come back vocally if you're attacked vocally. But I think it varies on uh, what level of healing, for example, you have. So I would say that early 30s and certainly my 20s, very defensive. I yeah. was. I was yeah. very defensive. And, uh, you know, you would say something to attack my character. And I struggled with that because I, I saw where my character came from. You know, yeah. so I would be like, oh, that's, what you just said is uh, so unreasonable. Um, 
I never went physical because I just wouldn't handle myself physically. Uh, it was mainly, you know, whining and then crying, you know, like, ah, why would you do this? Yeah. But that visceral reaction of, of, of crying and being this lost boy almost, right, was would erupt out of me in a way that I would, it was, as I was witnessing it, would be um, embarrassing. It would sometimes be so right. embarrassing, right? But I look back and I go, embarrassing, but also like, you know, it is what it is. You know, that's what it was. Now, for example, well, luckily, I don't even really get attacked by anyone, but... Is that uh, an open invite? Kind of, actually. I'm intrigued <laughs> to see what people can say. But... Um, it's a meditative process, right? Yeah. So if I, when I hear the dog barking, I breathe. I, I you know, uh, it's almost like a challenge. Like if if, right. if life was a video game, I go, oh, that's part of the challenge. What's this challenge. Right? This is the yeah. part of the challenge. Um, just in, in my experience, I have seen some things just come out of me and out of anyone that feels like instinctive. You know, it's uh, would you would you say that you know a mimic octopus is a liar because it can change form. Would you say that like a porcupine it attacks you if you know you put your it's hand afraid. out? It's like fear based. But those are again those go back to animal right, instincts. But if, if, yeah, but if someone knows better and uses one's tragedies or wounds uh, from the past and triggers an emotion and something out from words, then sometimes I go the responsibility is on that person and. I've been punched, for example, before, and I remember when I was I've been punched a couple of times, right? But the one time there was one time I was punched. And Not I was surprised. Like, <laughs> there was one time I was punched, and I was like, "Oh, I learned something there." Well, there right? there is that and, aspect too, where it's like, "Oh, now I know where the line is." Now you know it's that whole like. There's a lot of idea uh, of like once you get into a fight, you know where each other's boundaries actually are. And then there's that quote-unquote respect thing. But I don't see that as respect. I see that as base. Yeah, but we are animals, right? We are also animals. And well, yes. I, it's like, it's like I was incapable. It's like I was incapable of hearing until, you know, mind and body yeah. brought me back to my body. And you went like, whoa, hey, right here, now, listen. You know, and then all of a sudden, every baggage that let's say I would have, and vice versa, you know, anyone that gets involved, all these baggages, these reasons why we gone the assault or the defense, all of a sudden, in the here and the now, they don't actually exist, right? I think if you're I'm attacked just, uh, physically, you can respond physically. Of course, that's that's something. But uh, verbal uh, attacks, as it were, it's like the uh, release into physicality. You know, it's going like you're attacking yeah. physically when somebody uh, was attacking verbally. I think that's uh, it's giving up on um, yourself. Too the, early. the aim the aim is to never be physical, right? And one someone once said, "Every war ends with a conversation, so why not start with one?" Yeah, right? I like I like that. Like that's that. ultimately what I aim for. Um, but I have met some because people who honestly. What they need is a few slaps in the face. Of course, we right? we've all met people who's like they need to get slapped in the face. They need but to do that, it, that sort of thing. But is it a disservice to not give them one? But the the uh, the problem with that is it can get very much into might makes right, which is not something that we want to go down into. No, you know it's and it's sort of thing where it's like you know there's a lot of people who are like they need to get punched in the face, but it's like do they or they 
or how how can we verbally punch them in the face in a way that makes them realize what they've done? Okay, my example would be, um, and I know it comes from a movie, but it, the reason it's in that movie is because it holds value. In They Live by John Carpenter, mm. there is that fight scene. Do you remember it? Mm-mm. It's one of the most ridiculous fight scenes because it's overly long. And the reason it's overly long is because it's like, if I'm correct, it suggests that this guy had to literally get beaten to see the truth, right? Like, that's what I mean by like when I, a woman, when I was punched and I was like, oh, oh, right. oh, I, you just removed one of my masks. You know, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, and Gets you out of your bubble. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> pop the bubble, as it were. I just, I, I, you know, I'm just intrigued by how does a society um, uh, punish is not the right word, but along those lines, how do you punish these people that just write these nasty things, yeah. right, and without repercussions? And then as soon as someone goes, well, one punch, I'll arrest that person. That that's a nasty person. Oh, you? Yeah, keep doing your podcast on uh, spreading hate. I'm sorry, but like those words are poison. Absolutely. People, uh, and and at some point, I mean, I am. But it fills in like visceral the, and the, cerebral, baby. The, they the, they're uh, together. Attacked physically, and I guess it it depends on what what you care about. Is uh, do you care about making them right? You know, you attack. Physically, it creates them uh, as martyrs, potentially. It creates them as being right that the, uh, the side against them are just out to get them. Things like that. You know, like, what, like the way that they navigate their words can create this thing of like, oh, well, <laughs> navigate their words. Sorry, like I'm not doing. Uh, no, but the reason I'm laughing is because I'm going, why did we discuss this? Oh, yeah, the dog. The dog. <laughs> <laughs> The reason I wanted to kill that dog. (laughs) And you have to treat the dog with words. And with that, I must tell you that this has been the benefits of having nothing. (laughs) It's nice. It's so nice. By the way, um, is it still recording? Still recording. Um, And by the way, this has been the benefits of having nothing. Because you've said it for the last three That is true. The benefits of having nothing. The benefits of having nothing. This is the benefits of having nothing.